We fill it. So you'll spill it. What will it be tonight? Red or white? A Zana blender, burgundy. Drink wine. Spill tea. Hey everyone, I'm Jamie. And I'm CJ, and this is Drink Wine, Spill Tea. The podcast where we talk about anything and everything, but with a sense of humor. So, pour yourself a glass of wine. Put in your AirPods. And let's spill some tea. Alright, what is up? Um, so today we have a super, super important guest, um... Say hey, Chris Medlin. Hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Not too much. Just just chilling at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to do in a day right now. Like, how do you even get it all done? And on lockdown. Just, just. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Thank God. So, and, and you're still in New York, right? I am. I am still in the city and I live by myself. So it is just me. Oh, that's so oh nice. Oh my gosh. What borough? Uh, I'm up in the Heights. What's your exact address? <laughs> you want like cross streets? You want like the building And apartment number, number please. <laughs> yeah, what's your apartment number and your zip code? Yeah. Just look for the one with all the plants hanging out of the windows. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> We're going to drop your social security number actually when we post Perf. this. So. Yeah. I knew that's what We're, you wanted. Yeah, right. We're just doing so, your identity. Yeah. So I think we should start from the beginning. And I have read on IMBD that you are originally... <laughs> From Georgia, and then you moved to Tennessee? That is correct. That's correct? <laughs> yes. How old were you when you moved? Uh, we moved from the Atlanta area of Georgia uh, to East Tennessee when I was six. So going into first oh. grade. And like, how do you feel like that move was at that age? Like, was that like a pivotal time for you? or At six? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, we, we had always been a... Like an East Tennessee-based family, uh, they had just been living in Georgia for the time. Um, so then we kind of moved back, essentially. But so I we was is new like, to the scene. So we is like your parents, and do you have any siblings? Uh, no siblings, but this was uh, me, my mom, and my grandmother um, who moved back up, uh, actually into my grandmother's uh, my grandmother's father's house. Oh. Um, we like combined more households together so then there were there were four generations in one house oh i love that in little old severable tennessee severe wait say it again severable so you don't say severeville correct like you can you don't you don't say ville it's like louisville yeah yeah vol versus like and there's extra letters there's no a in it but you say of of Right. That's so funny. I love when towns do that. And like, if anybody ever, like, for me, if anybody says like Louisville or like Louisville, I'm like, you're actually the dumbest person I've ever met. It's old. <laughs> we do, we do get uh, Seaverville a lot on the phone. Like when people call about Seaverville. things that pertain to the city, they say Seaverville um, because it's uh, S-E-V-I-E-R, um, but it's Governor John Severe. So. Oh. 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 Very cool. The more you know. <laughs> Me and Jamie are the enter- we're entertained by the most the dumbest things. Like we haven't even gotten to like important stuff yet. We're like, oh, oh my god. The more you That's know. Really cool. I love that. And at a young age, did you always want to perform? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's ingrained in my family a little bit. I'm the only one that uh like pursues it right now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, my we actually 
going back to the Sevierville part of it, but my grandmother grew up in grade school with Dolly Parton. Um, she's also <gasps> from Sevierville. Um, and she's your oh godmother? Like, what? <laughs> and you know her personally? God. She She was childhood friends with my grandmother growing up. Um, and so Dolly Parton's got a, a big bronze statue in front of our courthouse in our hometown. Like, it's it's Dolly Parton land, and there's Dollywood theme park and all of that as well. But um, it we've always kind of been a musical family. Um, I'm the only one that uh, was able to pursue it or, I guess, really decided to just go for it right oh my gosh i wish there was a statue of dolly parton in my hometown <laughs> it's a we little have statues. it's a little there's like she's just got this like vacant stare she's life-size and she's sitting on a rock in front of the courthouse like with a That's guitar insane um that is insane yeah it's a it's a dolly land if you will i love that wait so you're super close to because dollywood's in gatlinburg right uh, yeah, it's all kind of the same, like the Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg vacation area. Oh, um, really? I didn't realize they were that close. Yeah, they're all, it's like, it's just like a Tri-Cities area. Nobody calls it that, but, um. Oh, okay. Like, Dollywood is technically in Sevierville, but it's on the city line of Pigeon Forge, so then people think of it as Pigeon Forge. And then Gatlinburg is, like, you've been there is once you actually go up into yeah. the mountains, and it gets to, like, the cabin resort kind of destination looking area. That's right. specifically Gatlinburg. Pigeon Forge is the actual like strip of it. That's right. Down yeah. In the yeah. Valley. So were you guys like affected at all when like the fires and stuff happened? Uh, my family directly no. Um, the that's area good. yes. Um, right. That's the backyard of everybody. Um, it was some. It was seventeen thousand acres or something. Um, and they lost like three thousand uh, individual structures through the area um so i had like childhood friends of mine that like their homes were gone um hotels went oh my down God. shops Whoa. like historical cabins and stuff that are in the national park that you could go visit and walk through right. were gone um i remember one we stayed at like the an area that we stayed at when we would go to gatlinburg like burned down mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of so a lot like, of those big like cabins with viewpoints and stuff yeah. those cabin resort areas were were wiped out and it i mean it's it's doesn't look like anything had happened now anyway sorry divulging oh my god no no you're good i'm (laughs) I'm so sorry i made that so dark oh no you're fine like (laughs) i was like oh my god you were so i just didn't realize that you were so close to there and i was like oh i hope that like your family was okay anytime i hear about like a hurricane or something that happened near somebody i'm like if they're like my third cousin's best friend i'm like are you good (laughs) are you okay that's so Um, nice i mean the area it's the only nice thing i've ever done The area that my family lives in uh, was fine. They could see the fires, like the glow and the horizon kind of thing, but not like uh, directly impacted. Um, That's good. And it was just like ashy and pink in the sky for like three weeks kind of thing. Whoa. I bet they got good Instagram pictures out of it. That's so (laughs) insensitive of me. You know, they're they're too old to be doing aesthetic Instagram <laughs> shots. You never know. Influencers these days, I don't know what to say. It's like a, so a blurry you, shot of a sunset every once right. in a while. Yeah. It's, like, it's like accidentally their face. They're like, <laughs> but so the sunset's you, gorgeous. But so you went to grade school in Tennessee and you went to high school in Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you go to college? Um, I did for a semester. I went to community college in the area for a semester um, with the plans on being a biology major. Ooh. Um, and then 
plants make sense. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And then, <laughs> and then well, and, like, National Park, the animals, the, like, all of that. Um, Parks and Rec, Amy Poehler, love it. That's me. That is me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I took a year off after graduating high school um, and had already started working in our area because we have – it's a tourist town, so there are shows there. Um, so I had started working in the shows in the area and then decided to go back to school and then that turned into me getting a, um, the shows in those areas run for long times. They like, they start rehearsals at the start of February and then it closes on New Year's and then it does that cycle over and over again. So you get like an 11 month contract up front. Um, and so I got an 11 month contract after finishing a fall semester and wanted to Mm. take it for the next year, but I had to take off another chunk of time from school um and then that turned into a like 10 year span of not going back to school and here we are i mean it's worked out for you so i think that it's all good (laughs) i think that you made the right choice well (laughs) we'll see from tennessee you moved to la uh from tennessee i continued well i continued working there but was driving four hours and commuting uh for dance and some like commercial and whatnot auditions in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. cause I got, I ended up getting an agent in Atlanta, uh, after I started working and after I left school. Uh, so I started doing that and did a couple of music videos and, um, like dance in the background of a couple of TV shows, that kind of thing. Um, yes. and then finished like what the universe decided was my time in Tennessee um, and so then I took a theme park job at Hershey Park, good old Hershey Classic. Park. Classic. Love. Um, Classic. And then after that, uh, moved to LA. Um, it's, there's a, and then spent time in LA for a while, was working on music, uh, was in a pop group that got signed, got dropped, <laughs> was, uh, backup dancing for artists and doing some commercials and touring with artists and, um, working on my own music on the side, all of that was happening and then ended up at another theme park and then back in Tennessee at another show there. And then I ended up on a cruise ship in Europe for half a year. And the connections I made on the cruise ship is why I moved to New York in 2016. Wow. Oh my gosh. So we've done, we've done some journeys. Yeah. Very (laughs) closely. You may have answered this, but remind me if you just did, when did you start dancing? Uh, I, like, as a hobby, or as... Just, like, in general, like, I feel like you've... So you've always had, like, an interest in performing, but, uh-huh. like, when was, like, dancing, like... Like, I'm, lessons or classes or anything like that? That specifically, I'm... I did not start any sort of training till after I was with an agent and working. Oh, wow. Um... It was just like, a, I'm from a very, very small town. And so there, sure. there aren't dance studios. There aren't, we didn't have a show choir, like any of that. It was just something that I enjoyed to do. Um, that's awesome though. And, I think that's cooler. Oh, <laughs> I mean. No, it is. Cause like you didn't like, I don't know. I like, you've obviously made a career out of it. So like something you did, you know, was right. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it has its pros and cons. It was like, I think one of the best things that came out of it was I learned on the jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So as the gigs called for things, I just mimicked the movement and then slowly would walk away with that skill. Um, and so 
you know, there, there is no training background. There is like, like I wasn't taking class regularly till I was living in LA. Um, and then even that was just hip hop classes for commercial dance stuff. Um, Wow. And then same in New York. Like I, I only take, if I do take a rare dance class, it's just commercial hip hop. Um, So hip hop's like your thing. Yeah. No, I'm not good at the other stuff. (laughs) Was Um, there like a specific... I don't know her. (laughs) Like jazz, ballet, you want me to tap? I need you to not. Like that's, I can't, (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) So how long did you spend in LA? Uh, About half a year. Um, Oh, wow. I moved there the week of, a week of Thanksgiving and then I left in... I think may or june of the following year um and showed uh, thankfully because of atlanta the agent that i was with at the time had uh offices in new york la and atlanta and oh. so when i moved from commuting to atlanta to actually living in la they just sent my stuff over and i showed up with an agent instead of having to start over from scratch um so i went i was i literally went to two auditions the first full day that i was in la um, so like that was a, a huge blessing to show up with a team already. Um, and then that quickly turned into just because of the proximity, but focusing more on music while I was in LA. Um, and then I had to like leave all of that behind cause it was just time. And I'm, you know, I'm very big on like, when is the universe telling me to like cool it or change gears or focus For on sure. something else? Yeah. Was there like a specific gig or show or something that you were doing where you were like okay it's time to like do something else now like it's time to be somewhere else now um i was in a i had ended up in a uh a co-ed like manufactured pop group um with a management team and whatnot um that was supposed to kind of kind of dynamic wise be like an s club seven if you remember an s club yes s club seven (laughs) um and so I had ended up in that and um, was the, like, lead male singer of the group, um, but then was also choreographing for us as well mm-hmm. um, and got very, very, like, wrapped up in that experience in particular. Um, and then all of a sudden it just kind of, like, dissolved and fell apart. Um, oh, no. And so, which I think I think it needed to happen, but it was, you know, it was just... Had been pushing and been pushing for a long time the the idea of this group on its own. And then I was either the last or the second to last, like, puzzle piece before things started falling into place. And then things just as quickly kind of fell out of place. And so mm-hmm. um, what actually ended up happening is the production company that did our show in Hershey Park uh, had offered me another show at another park. And so... What was supposed to be like, I'll take the summer off and go away for three months and then come back uh, a little refreshed and like rejuvenated to to go after things um, kind of turned into like work and work and another gig and a work and a move here and a whatever. And then I just never went back to L.A. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very strange like just just blowing in the wind out here. But like, no, yeah, super cool. There wasn't like a like a reason that's interesting yeah it was it was with full intent of going back to la um i had actually like i left my car in la in a friend's (laughs) spot like i left things there and then had to figure out how to like get all of that back sell the car because it was it was an old 
Can I cuss on you? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my please, God. We prefer oh, please it. Please cuss. <laughs> we encourage it. No, like it. I mean, like it. You know, it's it's your old, your like first car piece of shit situation. Yeah. That like I was like, okay, it's it's got like two hundred and twenty four thousand miles on it at this point. Like it's like a nineteen ninety eight Saturn. She's or dead. Something. I'm like, just <laughs> it's gotta go. Like keep it. Um. So I sold that and then retrieved all of the stuff from storage and whatnot. Um, Got it. And then Great. I just never went back. <laughs> yeah. So you landed in New York. Yes. Were you able to transfer agencies like with the same one since, you know, it worked to go to LA and then come back? You were able to just transfer over here? Uh, well, what actually ended up happening is when I left LA and took the break, which then extended and extended and extended, um, I just kind of made the decision to not be with that agent anymore. Um, so then I didn't resign once my contract was up that time. Um, and so then after returning to some other shows and, uh, doing the cruise ship, um, and then landing in New York was when I decided to start pursuing theater again at all, really. Um, as like, you know, speaking of like book shows and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't have an agent when I got the out of town of prom. Um, and then after I got back was when I approached a couple of agencies and signed with the people that I'm still with today. I feel like that happens a lot where it's like you kind of book a job and then you can, you like get in good with the agents and stuff like that. It's yeah. It's very like momentum based. It's like you have to, when you show up, you have to be like, okay, cool. I'm in this thing. It's got plans of transferring, which it, like, took a moment, but it did transfer. And I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't go with it because something else had come up. But, um, yeah, it's like you have to ride that momentum as sure. much as you can. Was the prom the first thing you booked in New York? Uh, no. I, uh, let's see, I moved here in January of 16. That month, uh, like, within the month of January, I booked, uh, I did Memphis at the Ingeman Theater in Long mm-hmm. Island. Um, good old Angaman. Everyone's worked there at some point. Um, Love the Angaman. And then uh, was in shows, like in the process of just performing outside of rehearsals uh, for Memphis at the Angaman. And the schedule allowed us to um, have free time to stay in the city. And it's so close, so you commute anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And so that gig in particular, like, kept me close enough to New York that when. Um, auditions for the prom happened that I was available and able to go. Um, and so then that call, I was the last person on the non-ec list before they closed it for the boys. Classic. Um, wow. I got there. Was it a dance call? Uh, yeah, that was a dance call. Um, mm-hmm. I think they only did dance calls for that. Um, because they had just done the lab maybe two months prior and were only looking to fill some spots. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Okay. Like, they had already done the lab. This was just for the out-of-town uh, and then continuing on with it. But, uh, like, I asked the guy, um, you know, is the list still open? Can I still sign up? And he said, it's still on the table, so obviously it's still open, which I appreciate. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, Yikes. And the moment I put my name down and then set the pencil down mm-hmm. on the table, he proclaimed that the list was closed. Um, so I was the last person into the the men's call for that show and then oh my God. getting it. Did you date him? Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know who it actually is? It's the guy. Um, we all know who this guy is, but it's the guy that uh, before the line gets ready to go in the room, he says, and um, 
remember what? And he's like, and everyone's like, to have oh, fun. Oh, yes. My <laughs> God, the him. fun guy. It's that guy, it's the have him. fun guy. Um, and he was like, the list is on the table. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me just like sign my name real quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is my boyfriend, the have fun guy. <laughs> I'm so glad that you can finally meet him. <laughs> No, and you know, you know, you're a New Yorker when you specifically know which monitor you're talking about. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> oh God. So, um, so you were in the out of town of the prom. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was in Atlanta. Where? Oddly enough, I was just about to say, where is that? Um, oh. Is it the Alliance? So then I kind of went back to an area that I was very familiar with, and like, you had some extended family in the area and whatnot. So that's it was awesome. A, a weird. And then also the Netflix show filmed. In Atlanta. Like, everything's just been in Atlanta. The whole My God, the it's like home base for you. Um, no, it's it's very strange how I've looped in and out of that city. That's awesome. And so then, That's good. That means it's like a second home. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so then, after the prom, came Clueless? No, no you did some digging. I research too. <laughs> I try to be prepared and professional. <laughs> Jamie needed to prove a point this time, and she did. Do Do you represent people? Do you want to be on my team? Do you like? Yeah. You did listen, some research. honestly. Listen. Yeah, I did. I had. <laughs> I thought someone was gonna argue with me more. Yeah, We've I did. We've been talking about interviewing for the past week, so because I <laughs> let me tell you some something. Muscles. I am. I'm very. Uh, I get self conscious. I'm very nervous about interviewing people. But this time, oh, no. I was like, I am going to act because I just am like CJ. You talk, CJ. You talk, and I just like say whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I can do this. I can have conversations. You were so, no Your conversation skills are on point right now. Thank we you so it. much. Thank you. <laughs> I still yeah, can't, I still can't see like your forehead, but I can. <laughs> Why? Your, your conversation skills are great. I'm just there she the phone. is. Can, can you not see it. your own face on this? Um, I'm not looking at my face. Oh, well, it's still there. You know, I don't want you to like hold it. That's that's tedious. I don't. You know what? This is about you. Fine. No. <laughs> okay. So, Chris, we're actually Chris. We're not here to talk about you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this is about you, Chris. Um. So Clueless was that next? Um, <laughs> Clueless was not next. Oh damn it! Yikes! You um, led me to believe that actually, I had no, done a really good it's, job. It's, no, you're very spot on though. Like that's um, okay. there was a there was a sizable gap post prom um, because all of the sudden I had my car. Well, it's also that's the other thing is prom took me from zero points, non sure. express, adore the journey, enjoy the hustle, enjoy the hustle, but. Um, took me from non I do I like I miss I like miss like peeling myself out of bed in a story at 3am to go put my name on a list and then go back home and like I actually the only one I I was gonna say that's cute because I could not hate it more people always say like I like I like the hustle of of New York audition like the the process and like back and forth on trains and running between buildings and like I love that and you know what? That's why you booked really no. awesome jobs. <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. Like, that's like, a, kudos to you. Like, that is why it worked in your favor, because you were willing to work hard for it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just, I am the rare bird, I think, that loves auditioning. They I need that. love auditioning. In person, that's self-tape, good. and it, like, let me audition. I just love the, like, do it once, throw it away, we'll see what happens aspect. It's a good mentality. Um, that's great. So Clueless wasn't next. 
Uh, there was <laughs> <laughs> this, like, and we're back to quotes. Uh, sorry, I keep going on these little tangents. Um, I know, I no, love we them. love it. No, I uh, fell into a bit of a gap because I very newly all of a sudden was equity and um, didn't really have a theater resume to back that up. Um, mm. because my resume didn't read like that at the time. Um, and then it's also like, how do you put like pop group on your resume? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not even anything that was out for things to be listened to or anything. That's like, true. It's not. Yeah. So then it's like, how do you, I mean, I had my dance things on there. Like I had vampire diaries and the Super Bowl commercial and whatnot, like, and touring oh my with God. people and like, cause I toured with some cool names um that i would and they are (laughs) um i we're not here to be modest (laughs) who are the names um i toured with cat graham also of vampire diaries um and i danced for uh missy elliott for Ah! pharrell for daft punk Um, oh my god did some some like music video stuff for the vmas uh that was specific for daft punk and pharrell um, did a, like, breakdance battle, wasn't me breakdancing, uh, but breakdance battle, like, themed, uh, set of commercials for a bank in, like, the Pacific region of the U.S. that ran for the Naturally. Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> that, like, just random stuff like that, that, like, that's on the resume, but then it's, it's, like, how do, how do you translate that and fit into the world of theater? Mm-hmm. Right. But, so that led me to, like, a little bit of a gap of adjusting and just kind of having to... I was still very new in the city, and I had also showed up and then started working at the Engelman and then left to go to Atlanta. Um, so it, New York still didn't, like, know my face. Like, mm-hmm. no... Like, the casting teams don't know me in the room or anything. So I fell into a bit of a gap and then, um, thankfully, uh, ended up getting... Um, Within, oh, I hate this. Um, within the same like Monday through Friday week, uh, ended up getting. Um, oh no, wait. There was, I booked Memphis again, at a theater in Michigan. So I knew that this was coming up soon. Um, the week before I was supposed to leave for that job in May, I want to say, or the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. The week prior, within the same Monday through Friday week, um, I got the Clueless Lab and I got the Out of Town for Mean Girls. Yes. Um, you have a type. I have a <laughs> you need You need theater, hip-hop, high school, I got you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have three of the credits. Um, so, um, yeah, so then I ended up getting the Clueless Lab, which I came back from... Um, doing Memphis the second time a touch early to do the Clueless Lab and then had like a month and a half or two months off before Mean Girls started rehearsal for DC. Oh my God, that's so cool. And you were in the original Broadway cast of that? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. DC in the fall at the National Theater and then we took two months, I want to say two months off uh, and then started rehearsals uh, for the Broadway transfer. That's so cool. How How is, like, the difference between... First of all, you also apparently love working with Taylor Louderman. Isn't that, like, two different ones? Yeah, yeah, um, she's Clueless Lab as well. Right. So how? what was the difference between doing the out-of-town of Mean <clears throat> Girls and then the Broadway production? Oh. Um, there's, there's pros and cons, for sure. Um, it is... It is 
approached kind of like any other regional gig where you know that there is a set amount of time that you were going to be in this bubble and like get really close to these people because you're going to be away from home and be kind of isolated together. Um, so that's doing the out of town is absolutely like when the bonding happens. Um, mm. And so there's also on one hand, like tension, but also like this chill factor of how quickly the changes need to be made because we already knew it was transferring. So they have more time to continue making changes if they need it. They don't Mm -hmm. have to happen in DC. Um, Of course you want to play around and see what the audience respond to, but you don't have to make it happen right now um, because the show's already transferring. So there is a higher level of like quality in the work and the changes that you're making. um, But you know that the, like the timer is not running right now. Um, and so they, the full, the full out of town, uh, the out of town tryout cast was going to be transferring with the show as well. So like, it just, it relaxed the whole process in a very good way. Yeah. Nothing was like fear based. Correct. Like I may not have a job in New York. Yeah. Yes. Like you knew, like when you get back, you have two months off that are centered over Christmas and New Year's and then you start rehearsals in February. So like, that's kind of like awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And did this, when you think about it. And from the original Out of Town, did the show change much? Uh, I think initially there were f- five songs that were scrapped and completely replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa. From like the end of DC till the start of Broadway. Um, like so our, our finale changed so many times. Um, we got a new finale the day before. No, the day of, I think. The day of Invited Dress for Broadway cool um, no way like it like <laughs> it cast so was that right before previews yes yeah it's okay. the it's the show before first previews um, got it we got a new finale um which is the one that stuck it's it's uh stars um but like we got that the day of our immediate friends that are in the area coming to see the show that's insane and that was in 2018 yeah yeah march and so you did also did the tony performances that year correct yeah, the team, the team, this was so I'm cheap. doing so good. <laughs> you really are. Thank um, you. Uh, the, oh, the team, I love this. <laughs> the team, like, thankfully, uh, so, so, so thankful for it, but they added and made sure that the full company was going to be in the number, um, just because, because the, the show is about community and fitting in and whatnot, so, like, if you're already going to have to restructure it anyway for that stage and those entrances and exits and they spliced two numbers together so that everybody that was nominated could be featured and a lot of things had to happen so why not just add some extra bodies um so then the four swings myself included and uh the principal standby we were all added to it so everybody got to have that moment together that's what i was gonna say i was so you were a swing for the the whole thing okay were you a swing in the out of town too is that like Yes. Yeah, transferred over. Okay. Yeah, the exact the exact like layout of the cast had transferred over, um, and so I covered eight, set, seven ensemble boys, and one of the leads. I was the Kevin G understudy as well. Yes, Kevin um, G. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, How many times did you go on? Uh, Kevin G got was like a weird a weird situation a little bit. Uh because 
the the part obviously at the time was is written specifically it's an Indian character, um, and I'm not Indian. Um, so then there was there is there was an ensemble boy who was another cover for Kevin G that is that is Indian. Um, mm-hmm. So he's the preferential cover for it just because of mm-hmm. the world we live in in 2020, uh, which I think is very valid and correct. Um, for sure. So what they did is they gave me a test show uh, once. Because, of course, your first few months, like, nobody's missing shows anyway. Um, so for when the – sorry, when the regular Kevin G took a week-long vacation, I got a test show uh, just to see what the reaction would be to a – non-Indian person of color being Kevin G. Okay. Um, and then they decided from there to uh, essentially like give everyone their own version of Kevin G within the script. So then everyone So they got, changed it when you went on? They changed it after we tried it with me. Um, so right, I went but, on with everything as is with the like... Because when they do... They do a roll call at the beginning it. of the show, um, at the beginning of one of the scenes, and they, they say his full like traditionally mm-hmm. Indian name and then it's me. So they had to like figure out, does this work? Does this not? How can we fix it? Um, so then everybody um, got their own long name that just sounded, uh, sounded like it was not an, an American traditional name. Got it. Um, got it. So from then on, if you went on for Kevin G, your dialogue would be different. Correct. Yeah. In so, that specific one or like the whole time? The in that specific thing. That's the only thing okay. that ever like really references that he's specifically Indian. Oh, got it. Got what it, was your it. name? Oh, I don't remember now. It was, <laughs> hold on. It was um He's not G- ready. Gabor was the last name. I remember Gabor was the last name. Cool, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah, that's all I need. There was, yeah, there was a more comp. There's a more like his name isn't Kevin. Kevin comes out of nowhere. Um, his name is something 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 with a G, and so they just rotated the name so that like everybody gets their own uh, backgrounds G last name. So even the like there now there's um, there's since there's been a cast change uh, last year a. Um, Oh, I don't know what his background is. The new ensemble cover for Kevin G is not Indian as well. Um, and so he has his own name as well. Um, oh, he okay. is Asian, but he's not Indian specifically. So then he has his own. As, they just tried to make it like where everyone can be comfortable. It's everyone's safe. Right. Like that kind of thing. That's really That's thoughtful. Representing. Yeah. That's awesome that they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing more uncomfortable when you're like, I mean, especially when you're doing it, but like when you're watching it for people that actually care, uh-huh. <laughs> that they're like, they're like, oh no, but you're not that. Yeah, I mean, so. they thankfully we we had Tina Fey di- directly involved with us and was in rehearsals every day. She stayed with us in D.C. like all of that, um, and it's it's her book and her script and everything from the movie and for the musical, and so. She's just like off stage and is like, "What do you need? You need a new name? Okay, hold on." And like types it up and then just like hands it to somebody and then it's in the show. Um, that's insane. So, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah talk about <laughs> Tina. What? <laughs> I need to know more about Tina. That is that is like the sweetest, most selfless, most efficient woman. Um, and like I said, we we had her whole, entire family um, in DC with us, and so her, the husband, the two daughters, like everyone's out there. Oh. Um, and they, they're still, like, they are, 
some of the most gracious, like welcoming people that you will ever meet. Um, and they, like they invited, like the cast was invited to the Christmas party at their apartment, like all of that. Like they are wonderful, wonderful humans. Um, oh, that's they, so good to hear. Yeah. yeah I know. Like, I love that. I'm so glad about that. If she were a bitch, I'd be so sad. <laughs> yeah. She's also like the, the Tina Fey that you see, uh, on TV and a little more of those like improv based moments, like your SNLs and whatnot. Uh, that is Tina Fey in real life. Like that, Thank she God. is she is dry, yes. she is quick, she is witty, and but she's also like very sweet and honest and earnest about everything. Is Tina Fey more of like is real life Tina Fey more of Tina Fey and sisters or Tina Fey and baby mama? Very important question. That's a I, very important um, question. I don't know that I've seen either of those. <gasps> oh, okay, what? yeah, that doesn't matter. It's okay. Oh, oh, we'll <laughs> no, be fine. Jamie, one is don't very apologetic. Jamie, and, like, don't lie and to no him. One is, like, <laughs> She's being so nice right now, and this is rare, but you need to go watch Sisters and Baby Mama. I feel like I've wa- I don't know that I've watched it. I know that I haven't seen both of them, and I think I've seen one, but I don't know which one. Okay. Well, that's your homework <laughs> after this. You, and you will, I need you to will be- learn. I'm not a big uh, like don't say TV it. and movie oh, okay. person. Um. <laughs> What Jamie, what did you what, think? I thought you were going to say Amy Poehler fan. Oh, and I was no, like, no, no, no. oh. She's also a sweetheart. Oh, so, oh of course okay. you met Amy Poehler. <laughs> um, well, it's like, it's Mean Girls. Like, the whole world is oh, trying duh, to yeah. see that show. Um, did all of the movie cast come see it at some point? Um, like, the you know, the, the leads. Um, oh, we trying to separate between leads and not leads No, now? but you may <laughs> not know <laughs> if... In the, oh. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, no, they... Uh, who did we have before I left? Um, the Gretchen came. Kevin G came. Damien. Janice. Uh, oh, Mr. Duvall. The principal. Um, <laughs> sorry, what's the laugh? <laughs> because because I was know. like, I was she like, love know. him. When you said Mr. Duvall, and then you were like, the principal. And I was like, oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Him, uh, who else? We had, I think Aaron Samuels came. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like he did. I That's so cool and so supportive. (laughs) Yeah, they were, they were all there. There were a few that, um, did not stop by. Um, but we also had, like. and Rachel McAdams. Correct. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, no, I mean, it's, the, the people that came to see that show are still a little mind-boggling to me, like, um. Like, meeting uh, Dua Lipa, like, two weeks after New Rules had come out. She came to see the show. Um, she is tall as shit, y'all. She is <laughs> a tall <laughs> woman. <laughs> like, um, she looks tall. She was there. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Um, oh. Emma amazing. Stone. Uh, also amazing. A random one that, like, set me off for some reason was uh mariska harjate from svu came and i could not say hello to her i was so nervous i was like shaking nervous i could not say hi to her i wanted a picture so bad because i grew up watching svu so like she is like everyone has that one person who you're like oh oh i can't meet you yeah and i was not prepared for that reaction at all i was like oh cool like she's coming it's svu like I love SVU. I'll go meet her. And then I was like, I can't say hi. Can't <laughs> Jamie, whose would yours be? Who who would yours be? Daniel Radcliffe. The one that, I, I knew you were going to say I cried when I met him. I, I did. I knew you were going to say that. 
I got so nervous. I don't know if I have one. I will say that I did see Ben Platt at a party and I could not say hi to him. But that was also an entirely different story. (laughs) And I don't think that that's even like a, oh my God, I would be so scared to meet Ben Platt. But like, I just like, I saw him and I was so nervous. I'm sure I have more than just her too. I think it's it's something about being caught off guard by the person. Oh, yeah. sure. That like you're at a party and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's there's Ben. That kind of situation for you. And like Which is me exactly underestimating what, what seeing one of the two leads from SVU is going to feel like internally. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to be on SVU. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So you made the decision to leave Mean Girls. When did you leave it uh that was a was like (laughs) that was like outside of my decision to make because netflix was happening Um, okay wait so diana on broadway happened after after yeah okay okay okay, great so then okay yeah the timeline gets all skewed because things have to like film and be edited prior so the timeline like feels weird okay Um, so so you left mean girls to film the netflix show and then you came back that's Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the so March of last March or April of last year, I started the audition process for um, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, uh, which is Ooh. also the the most random way that that came to be as well. Um, Let's talk about that. <laughs> basically, uh, somebody on the team uh, had seen Mean Girls months prior and uh, had like kept an awareness i guess um so then what happens in these early workings of shows for tv and film is that they they structure the characters give all the character descriptions and whatnot of what they want and then they start kind of just like throwing stuff at a wall of like who fits this who's like a good like base point of like a character like this is what we're kind of imagining and whatnot um and my name came up for isaac yes um because someone on the team had an awareness of Mean Girls. And so my, my like, swinging in Mean Girls, I don't know that they even saw me on stage at that point or not, but had, like, brought my face to, like, a Netflix casting executive point. Um, wow. Which That's is so insane dope. to me. Um, they must have seen the performance when you fell from stage left to stage right. Oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> Wait, I, what is that? I don't know that. <laughs> There's a very quick, like, high school entrance where everyone dances onto stage all at the same time and everyone's doing different stuff. And I got maybe half of a step onto stage and I tripped over my own foot and I fell in a straight line across the stage through all of these moving pieces and moving people and everyone dancing and fell all the way off, like, all the way to the wing and then had to step off and, like, compose myself. That's incredible. I, I fell from, like, stage left 17 to stage right 17. Like, I, I fell and just tripped and waddled and, like, <laughs> teetered across the entire stage of the August Wilson. Like, <laughs> And I swear to God, nobody... I, so I was at that performance. That's why I know you that. You were there? Yes, remember? Because I don't that's remember when you, you being there. Oh, no. No, because that's <laughs> oh, when... Yes. That's, that's when you took me and my two friends backstage. Do you know what I'm talking about? About, yes, yes. And and you were like, oh, I tripped and like fell throughout like the whole thing. And we were like, what? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> we bitch, didn't I notice fell. at all. I yeah, fell. we had no clue. That's oh, incredible. No clue. Um, Back to Sweet Magnolia. So anyway, sorry, yeah. to, sorry no, no, to drag you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Literally. So I started uh, self-taping for that because the 
team and entire production, everything is LA based. Um, and with the show schedule and whatnot, me being in New York, I wasn't able to do an in-person audition. Um, so I self-taped the entire process, uh, did a couple of rounds of adjustments and whatnot, and then kind of like nothing happened for a while. Um, and then all of a sudden, at the top of July, here's an offer. Uh, you start filming on July 23rd, blah, blah, blah. And like having to like figure out all the moving pieces because of like contractual obligations and whatnot um, had to like be settled like that day. Had to like figure all of this out. Um, and it was thankfully figured out, um, but just very, like, I had to kind of already have my mind made up knowing that it may be last minute that it happens and I wouldn't have time to like ponder and like, what should I do? Um, and so, uh, I let the like universe decide that that was my time to go. Um, and then the filming schedule, they had actually started filming July 4th, um, for the series overall Mm -hmm. and the schedule shifted. And so my July 23rd, first day of filming July 21st, last show of Mean Girls, uh, became July 17th, first day of filming. And so then the week of it was, I was supposed to be filming on, let's see, what was it? Fitting, fitting on Wednesday, filming on all day Thursday. I had to film like seven scenes on Thursday because they knew they only had me for a short amount of time because I had to get, days off on Tuesday, the day before I was supposed to fly down there to be able to do this. Um, and so then... Tu- oh, from Mean Girls. Yeah, so Tuesday, like, I'm in the middle of a show and find out, like, you have a fitting tomorrow, you film Thursday, blah, 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 let us know if oh you can God. make it. I'm like, I, I, I'm literally in the middle of a week in New York, like, in the middle of a week of eight shows, like, I, I can't. And I'm on every show because someone's missing. Like, I'm, I can't. Uh, and then thankfully... Pieces fell. Everything worked out. Um, Good. And then I very quickly booked mm-hmm. a last-minute flight and went down for filming. And then I flew. Let's see. I wrapped. <laughs> I wrapped like seven scenes on Thursday at one thirty-ish in the morning on Friday. Um, did not go to sleep because I had to be on the first flight out to make sure that I made it back to be in rehearsal by noon on Friday. Um, so it was a sprint of a few days and then i had like four more shows and then was just done done and then flew to atlanta that's, that's crazy okay a couple questions yeah the first one <laughs> you, you didn't have an in-person audition at all it was nope. just over video no chemistry reads with anyone and not no nothing correct i did not meet anyone wow. until wow. i was on set in july of 19 wow, that should wow, be on wow. your wikipedia page no <laughs> I'm gonna update well, on it for IMDb you. at least. Like, no, no. Please, no, no need to thank us. I will update your Wikipedia page, and Jamie will update no. your IMDb page. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, just all self tapes. A couple of rounds. Like I would, I would send it in. They would give me adjustments. You know, like this. This reads this way. This reads this way. Can you make these things? Can you? Like one of them, I had like five o'clock shadow in, and they were like, "That may be fine once you get down there, but for casting purposes, can you shave?" Blah blah. Like little random hmm. things oh, that wow. I had to make adjustments on. Um, and then wow, everything like lined up with what they wanted, um, and we were good to go. But I was just emailing like casting executives, which was very strange. Um, so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And how long did you shoot for? Uh, I went down at the end of July, and then I wrapped like like J- October 9th, I think, and the season wrapped October fifteenth, I think. 
Um, wow. So they're through like late summer, early fall. Um, but yeah. Oh, I think the, that's so cool. The seven o'clock clap is happening. Um, Yay! Oh! Clap also, for them. side note: there is someone in the building adjacent to me plays like a like trumpet or a trombone or something during oh, this. during the clap so Classic. should you start hearing brass noises that's what this is <laughs> we actually can't hear it but honestly i would love I... it <laughs> let's support the healthcare. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um i, I love don't, it i don't hear the brass today do I'm, they I sound don't... good what are they no they just play like random like three and four note rooms, oh and then like <laughs> they're not like no they're just like no 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 and then... they're not playing like god is a woman no no no, no. got it Okay. Um, there is sometimes a little girl and some. There it is. Did you hear it? Incredible! Yeah, yeah. I loved it. That's my favorite. <laughs> <one. laughs> so that's like I'm like at seven o'clock. There's that. There's that trumpet or whatever that is. I love that. Um, oh my god! So we should talk to that. Another little girl. Sometimes there's an, a little girl in another apartment that like screams back the same melody at him. Oh. Like that trumpet oh will God. play and then a little girl screams the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, same. I would do that. Ask him if he wants to be on our podcast. I don't know where it's coming from. I, like, <laughs> I want to have, I want to get them. Oh. <laughs> it'll, it'll stop Wait. in like 30 seconds, I think. We'll let him, no, we'll let it. him get through his thing. <laughs> no, I want to keep doing this while we play. <laughs> This is really okay. important so, to me. So the Netflix show. So Sweet Magnolia. Yeah. So what so. was that like shooting that? And <laughs> can't think. And of also, what's it about? Um, you have to stop laughing at the trumpet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is hysterical that you hear that every day at seven. They're like, that is your alarm clock. Oh, every day, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. That is hysterical. Like I don't what's even. That? Nobody's even playing. Like nobody's playing. Like Frank Sinatra. It's not nobody's a song. Playing, Nobody's playing any. Nobody's playing Alicia Keys. That. Like that's some like Robin Hood shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that here in Cincinnati. Like Please no do. one's clapping for healthcare workers at seven, but every time I'm gonna take a trumpet, I'm just gonna <laughs> blow into it. Okay, I wanna, um, I wanna find the window that it's coming out of. That's the thing. I wanna like see. Please do. Write him a note. Write a note. Put on your window. Be like trumpet. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> like like make yourself known. Like the ones that are I like, what's the name of your dog? Can yeah, I pet yeah. it for yes. free? Yeah. Trump it at me. <laughs> so what was it like shooting? What, uh, tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, so Sweet Magnolias is a Southern style drama. Uh, it centers around three women that are best friends. Um, and it's just, it's about community and their relationships. And one just recently got divorced and they're business women and they have kids of their own and that kind of thing. So it's about this community in this small town of Serenity, um, which is the name of the town, uh, not like a phrase of any sort. Um, so it's set in Serenity um, and is, uh, who do we have? We've got Maddie, played by Joanna Garcia Swisher, uh, Dana Sue, who is played by Brooke Elliott from Drop Dead Diva, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Helen, who's played by the Heather Headley of the world. Um, Love. So uh, I play Isaac Downey, and um, I work in Dana Sue's restaurant, which is named Sullivan's, which is her last name. Um, so I work in Sullivan's in the restaurant, and I am a new face in the town. Uh, 
both literally and figuratively, Isaac Downey doesn't exist in the book series that the show is based off of. Oh, oh. I didn't know it was based off a book. Yeah, it's based off of a book. Um, and um, the uh, it's by the book series is by Cheryl Woods. Um, but there is no Isaac Downey in the books. So Isaac Downey's entirely new to the universe, but also the town itself. Um, oh, that's so cool. So he works at the restaurant and uh, he's... They hold on. They gave me like a breakdown of how to properly explain Isaac. Oh, I love that. Please, is it based off of Steel Magnolias at all? It is <laughs> that not. like a play on words? Okay, it is never not. mind. And that's what like even initially I was like Steel Magnolias. Like, is it? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that maybe it was just like a different take or like based on it. But all right, it's good it's to know. a little. It feels a little aligned because it is about a trio of Southern women, and right. so like. There are similarities in that, but I, that's as far as it goes. Okay, that's um, good to know. I won't tell anybody that then. Oh, you're fine. I did. I did. I did tell my mom that. So. You're like, yeah, it's something still Magnolia. I'm just gonna be very transparent. Like, I told my mom that. <laughs> um, so this is what I'm specifically like word for word supposed to say. Uh, Isaac Downey is a recent arrival to Serenity and a new addition to the Sullivan's Kitchen. He's quite uh, funny and charming, but don't let that cool exterior fool you. Isaac has a very special reason for being in Serenity, and he's determined to find what he's looking for. Uh, Isaac works at Dana Sue Sullivan's namesake restaurant, which is a special place for many citizens of Serenity and is a key location throughout the series. So what? Ooh. Yeah. So what was it like to create or play this role that's like totally new when everyone else had roles that they could read the book for? And um, was that like a challenge at all? It's a challenge, but there's also a lot of freedom there mm. because. You know, when you're recreating a, uh, a character that already exists, whether that's, like, a stage musical of a movie that exists or a TV series off of a book series, that kind of thing, like, there are parameters and qualities that you have to give that character. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to, like, figure out the very subtle ways to make it feel fresh and feel like you. And this uh, was a lot of freedom because the character didn't exist. And so there was a lot of... Um, like collaborative effort between the team behind the camera and the cast as well for these newer characters to figure out how to um, give give their like personalities a backbone essentially like give them something to stand on and so finding out like how how dry or how sarcastic or how charming or how friendly or mean are these characters going to be when they don't exist at all um, is a really interesting part of it. Um, and Norman Buckley, who is our executive producer and director of the show, um, he's also the mind behind Gossip Girls and Pretty Little Liars and a bunch of other shows. Um, he is very good at like translating and verbalizing what he wants and being able to make that like a team effort to decide what your choices should be and what's going to read best in the full arc of the series. Um, yeah, it's a it's a... wild process jumping from having been on stage for so long um and i've been like i've done a lot of stuff on camera dancing wise music videos or um like featured work or whatever um but not a fully fleshed out human that i'm supposed to like exist within for sure Mm -hmm. a 10 episode series like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's so cool um, yeah. Do you do you feel like you want your career to go into more film? Like, is that something that you're like hoping to get? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think TV and film and stage feel like one world to me, but I mm-hmm. think it's because I've kind of always done both at the same time. Sure. Um, the jump doesn't feel that dramatic, uh, just because, you know, I'm doing Joseph and the Amazing Technical or Dreamcoat in Tennessee, but then on my day off driving four hours to dance in an episode of Vampire Diaries and then drive back home and go back on stage. So, like... Right. The blending of those worlds wow. feels a little more instinctual to me. Um, and um, it's also... I mean, it's in the same way that... You know, like, if, if there's a self-tape audition that you have, like, which people, like, have a love-hate relationship with self-tapes, but there's a different way that you move and and put intent behind choices on a self-tape because it is so much closer rather than being in a in a studio at Pearl or Ripley or something that you're needing to fill space in. Um, right. So it is kind of just like deciding which gear to use for that job in particular. Sure. Um, so I think the, the worlds are a little blended. So I would love to continue to add more TV film things to the roster, um, and I'm sure Jamie may know about them as they happen before I know about them, but with all the research <laughs> that she's done. Um, I also God. know one more thing about you. <laughs> oh, Wait, no. Wait, I so also, when it, what were you going to say? I just oh, said, I, I also know one more thing about him. Is it a topic oh. change, or is CJ's a topic change? No, I was just going to say, when does the show come out? Uh, the show comes out Tuesday, May 19th, which is next week. Yeah, yeah. It'll come out. It comes out at midnight Pacific Standard Time, May nineteenth, which is three a.m. for everybody on the East Coast. Binge it, hoes. <laughs> you ain't got nothing else to do. We're in lockdown. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jamie. Now you can go. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is, are you on a list in twenty eighteen of Broadway's top ten hottest <laughs> chorus boys? <laughs> is that? Did I do? Is that correct? That is factual. I knew oh. it. That is that so. Like, is how'd correct. you get that? When'd you find did out about that? Did that involve a calendar shoot? It does not there. involve <laughs> a calendar shoot. Um, no, somebody from Time Out reaches out to your team or you directly. However, they can get a hold of you. So, I just I got an email from my agent one day that said like Time Out wants to feature you. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> and you won. You're and it's so one. I mean, it's so silly and like doesn't mean anything. Um, it means everything, Chris. It does not mean everything. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's just kind of, like, we had also just opened, and I'm was I was in the, uh, I'm in the swing company for Mean Girls, so it's also, at that point, was very, um, very, like, unaware of people having an eye out for you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was the first time that I was like, oh, even as, like, like, as much as I unfortunately discount myself at the beginning of the process for being in the offstage company um, and had to, like, unlearn that, but that was part of unlearning it, of, like, these people on the outside of this building are also acknowledging that you are part of the cast as well. Right. Um, yeah, I think this is just a really good example, just you are in general, that swings are... I mean, you were noticed for that from being a swing. You also booked your Netflix series. Like, it's just, like, super cool. That I mean, everything matters. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, swings, right. swings are Everyone's vital. Important. Vital. Yeah. You do not have the a production without the swings backbone and for sure. Um, and it's 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 very unfortunate that people don't view a cast that way. Um, I mean, 
even as far as ensemble versus principal. But then there's right. another level of swings versus covers versus vacation swings, which is another version where you're not there all the time. And um, it's it's the hierarchy is a strange thing that baffles me because we're all there and we're all doing the work and we're all part of making the show happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like everybody, everybody's doing their part and, and like working their asses off. And then you don't get recognition because you don't sing a song. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry that I brought that up with the movie. I just wanted you to say that Lindsay Lohan didn't come. I was earlier when I was like, the people in the movie. And oh, I was no, like, no, well, no. <laughs> I know, I I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I just wanted you to directly say that Lindsay Lohan did not come. She to the did show, not come. And that's what I she, need to know. <laughs> well, she was apparently going to come twice and then canceled both times. Because um, it That's like, the tea I needed. That's what I needed. Yeah. It kept, apparently it kept leaking what day she was going to be there. So then she kept canceling. I imagine that would take a lot of attention away, which is like not what you want. <laughs> I mean, the the rest of everybody's been fine. Like we've, you know, Tyra Banks was there. RuPaul's been there. Like random, like that you're like. Oh, good ones. You're not going to pull focus, Lindsay Lohan, if like these people are also not pulling focus. Right. You know? That's true. Um, That's fair. Like if Tyra Banks is sitting next to the audience and everyone's calm. You can come see the yeah, show, Lindsay. Sure. It's, it's safe. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Lindsay, it's okay. Come and see it. Um, no, but that is a good point. I always, like, I think it's always sad when people, like, go see a show or something, and they're like, well, the lead wasn't on, or, like, I saw an understudy, and that has, like, this disappointment. Yeah. To- disappointing tone, and it's like, well, I'm sure you saw a really fucking fantastic performance. So, yeah. like, who cares, you know? When, and also... I mean, swinging an ensemble, an ensemble swing has to have everything, like, notated in their body so well to be able to, like, hit all the marks they're supposed to and not bump into people and not mess up timing. And a lot of things in music where there's lines or, like, either lyrics or spoken lines over music, a lot of that is on time code. And so you can't have a delay or say it too fast or anything because you have to get to certain points in the music. And a swing has to have all of that in their head. And so... Sometimes even, like, swings give a more, like, foundational version of the show where, like, two is two. It's not two and a half, stage right, blah, blah, blah. Like, you were in that spot and you were where you're supposed to be and the line is, get like, that kind of thing. And, of course, there's going to be differences in performance, but, like, a swing's job is to store a blueprint of however many versions of a show in their head. Um, sure. Which is, one, daunting, but two, like, a very exciting challenge. Yeah, it's really cool. And it shows a lot of skill, which I think is why people had their eye out for you. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so what did you do in Diana? What was your part in that? Uh, in Diana, I'm in the ensemble. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm on stage every night in this one. Um, and then I also have a feature, and his name is Graham. Um, and so uh, Graham has his own song which is really cool for me. Yes. Um, yeah, I I got Diana, I think in November. It was the month after I had gotten back from filming in Atlanta. Uh, they had already done the out of town, all of that, but um, got it in November and we did some pre-pro in December and then um, started rehearsals at the end, near the end of January. Um, but I'm in the ensemble and I play Graham uh, in the hospital scene. Because um, so cool. oh, a big wow. part of Diana's journey is um, that she was one of the first like higher profile people to go and uh, directly interact with uh, HIV and AIDS patients at a hospital. Um, oh, like one of the the most like groundbreaking images of Diana is she's holding uh, like shaking a hand of a patient 
Um, and that was unheard of at the time. Uh, and so there's a there's a scene where she goes to the hospital and uh, I essentially play the guy that she takes my hand. Oh, that's so oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. That that was a thing. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. She was one of the first like celebrity large faces to um, kind of bridge that gap during the peak of the like uncertainty and the stigma around the around the illness. Knew I loved her. <laughs> and so this is what you're doing currently? Or uh, I mean not currently cuz Yeah. <laughs> girl we're sheltering in place over here, but Yeah. Um no, uh yeah, we started previews March 1st. Um March 2nd, March 1st, something like that. And then the end of the following week was the lockdown. So we're Crazy. about halfway through our preview process and right now it's minimal labor day before we'll be back so and do you know like any information around like what that's gonna look like or anything or is it just kind of like we'll see you when we see you it's (laughs) sorry that was the name of your song oh no (laughs) not that (laughs) good weird transition um (laughs) i didn't even mean to we uh yeah we don't have any info we know like we know what the general public knows essentially sure um that Originally, it was supposed to be uh, March 15th till April, or sorry, March 13th till April 13th, and then that extended to June 7th, um, and then once it extended past that is when everything kind of, like, fell into a new tier where, like, the the Tonys have to be delayed, the shows that weren't open yet are not part of the Tony consideration, so, like, we go on to next season once we do open because we weren't officially open to even be viewed yet. Yeah. Um, right. And so, yeah, we're all just kind of like sitting around and waiting and like keeping spirits up. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really interesting to watch. Almost immediately there were shows that were like, well, we're going to cancel. We're going to postpone. We're going to come back next season, whatever. But we're one of the shows right now that's just holding out and like yeah, hoping that it's before the season would have actually rolled over anyway. But um, yeah, so as of right now, we are no longer... Um, part of the 2019-2020 season. We are right. any show that wasn't officially open is now part of the 2020-21 season. Crazy, crazy. And really quickly, mm-hmm. um, you released a song called "See You When I See You." Uh huh. My transition would have yeah. been so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that's it. So like, tell us about <laughs> it. No, that's the question. Oh, I'm like, yes, so I did. You're like, what genre song. is it? How can we find it? Sing it. Um, no, <laughs> sing it. Um, Perform no, it as it's a monologue. Called, it's called "See You When I See You," uh, and it is under the name Chris Medlin. It's my same name. Um, it is like alternative pop, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, it's the first single that I have officially released on my own um like i said earlier that i was in a pop group and i've been working on music now now at this point for like eight years or something wow and then never really had the i guess like the audacity to just release it on my own um (laughs) the audacity the audacity to just release it so um no i started working on some new stuff it's all none of it's old material or lyrics or melodies or anything it's all new and fresh from from the brain but um yeah released see you when i see you on march 20th 
Um, so cool. And there is another one that's like ready in the loading dock uh, to hopefully come out like within the month. And, yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, See You When I See You is, uh, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon Music, it's on Apple Music, Spotify, it's, it's wherever you get your digital media from. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some more stuff out soon. Um, I'm just kind of having fun like exploring and creating and using that as a different way to um, to story tell, but it's a little more personal instead of storytelling someone else's work because um, you write about like what you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah, that's really cool. That's so cool. And I have one more question. Just mm-hmm. this is the last thing I have uh, <laughs> to say. But um, my last question is what gives you self-esteem like it could be in your work in your life but just something that uh, like lifts you up and gives Jamie, you self-esteem thank you um yeah that's a very beautiful question thank um, you i don't get a big head about it too late <laughs> i don't know i um like i don't have the greatest self-esteem on my own um i have a very uh like chaotic overall childhood story um, with a lot of like, a lot of ups and downs. Um, and so I don't know that I, I don't necessarily naturally have a lot of self-confidence and I think that's pretty common amongst people our age, especially. Um, but I think that I do, me in particular, I think that I do find a lot of drive and like purpose in being the, how do I phrase this? Growing up as a person of color and LGBT in a very small traditional town in the Bible Belt in the South, uh, I never got to see me like on TV or in music mm-hmm. or in movies or anything. And um, that's something that is kind of ingrained within you that you're never going to be the default, essentially. Um, and... Uh, so what now gives me more drive is the fact that I, in a, in a strange self-aware kind of way, have acknowledged that I can be that person of color and LGBT and that, that face for other people like me. Um, so my drive now kind of comes from, yeah, because I, really, I don't really want to call it self-esteem, but my my drive and push now comes from being the me that I, that younger me would have needed today. That's uh, yeah. awesome. That's, yeah, that's very beautifully put. <clears throat> that's like the best answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. I just think that's really good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Just cause you know, we're, we're taught, we're taught so much that like brings us down and, and that's not just for people of color. That's not just LGBT. That's, that's, women and trans women and trans men that's that's all forms of people we're all um there's a phrase that i used the other day but we're all we're all uh trying to unlearn lessons that we didn't ask for um for sure we've we've all been taught that this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and it doesn't fit into the norm versus that there is no norm and everything that we are is exactly what we're supposed to be um, and I've kind of been trying to acknowledge that on my own, that the things that I was taught are flaws about myself, uh, whether that's appearance or body type or sexuality or 
even the things that you want to pursue, like us pursuing art and theater and entertainment at large is not a normal pursuit for people. And so there is, there is something that you have to like acknowledge and harness on your own to say that like, this is not the norm in your eyes, but it's the norm in the world that I've created for myself. And so I'm going to pursue it fully and like represent myself fully. Yeah. Oh my God. Very well said. Yeah, that's perfect. Chris, how can people follow you? Like Mm -hmm. what's, what's your, what's your twit? What's your Insta? (laughs) Um, I am at Mr. Medlin on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I think Facebook as well. Uh, it is, it's just M R M E D L I N at Mr. Medlin. Um, and if they want to stream your music, just Chris Medlin. Yeah, just Chris Medlin. Um, Love. And it's a nice little picture of me in like a contorted arm pose and whatnot. On Classic. Love that. All, of, all platforms. And do you want to remind people one more time when your Netflix show is dropping? Yeah. Uh, I play Isaac Downey on Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, and that drops officially on May 19th. Oh, Stream it. Stream it. <laughs> Binge it. Yeah, I have nothing else to do. We love it. Grab some yeah. snacks. Seriously. Grab your thank Doritos. Thank you so much for doing, doing this. Ozark. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you so much. Great. And if you want to follow us on anything, um, we are on Instagram at drinkwine underscore spill tea and Twitter at drinkwine spill tea with the letter T, not the word. Or you can email us at drinkwinespilledtea at gmail.com. We are only selecting the best tea that you send in. So email it to us or message it to us and maybe it'll be on. Bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow Chris on literally everything. Watch Sweet Magnolias on Netflix and wash your hands or something like that and your feet and your face (laughs) yeah right right yeah watch everything wear a mask all right thank you guys so much cheers bitches i'm trying to think if i remember like what the hell we say okay hey everyone i'm jamie wait i'm gonna start over because you were talking (laughs)